You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Piper Carter Podcast. It has been a couple of weeks since we've done a show, but we are here. And what up, Brittany? What up, Pipe? How you been? Good, good. What about you, Deja? Hey, I'm good. How are you, ladies? Good, Deja. Good to hear your voices. I miss y'all. I know. Same. So much. What have you guys been up to? Deja? Just working and working on beats. Dang, really? for real? <laughs> yeah, I bought a laptop, so. Hey. How's that going? Um, I'm trying to learn Logic. It's going pretty well so far. I mean, I haven't honestly messed with it in, in about a week or so. But, uh, yeah, when I was, like, on it, it was straight. I was getting it. I was learning how to, like, um, get the controls that I needed to do what I wanted more so. And downloading sound packs and just playing around with those sounds, so. I'm learning it, but it's really fun so far. It's tiring, like, trying to learn it all. It's kind of frustrating, but I'm having fun with it because I'm just excited to be doing something. So we're going to hear some beats? Yes. yes yeah, I'm yes. super excited. Can I need, I'm going to need one, like, fresh off the press. <laughs> Please. The drafts. The rough drafts, for sure. No, I'm talking about I want to record over it. Shoot. Oh, bet. Hell yeah. So. Okay, so we're gonna have some beats on here for some exclusives. <laughs> for sure, definitely. Hey, <laughs> that's Brittany, so dope. You making your beats, Brittany? No, no, I'm just gonna flow over it. You know, perfect my hobby. Okay. This sounds like fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you, so you, what, what made you choose Logic as opposed to like? reason or as opposed to like fruity loops or audacity or pro tools um because i was already kind of familiar with fruity loops and i just wanted to try something different after Mm. i saw everyone on my timeline talking about how logic came out with this update that pretty much has it up there with ableton so i just Mm. wanted to see what it was about so that's why i bought it i just wanted to try it really that's what cool. Too. <laughs> I feel Thank like you. I feel like you learning a new program and getting well versed in your beat making is like the perfect like combination. Like I feel like that's gonna make you more of an expert than probably what you even imagined. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Like yeah, I'm that's just so, so happy. Um, Ableton at all? Huh? Do you mess with Ableton at all? Um. I had a friend download it on my computer, so I'm trying to see how I can, like, get into that. I haven't played with it much yet, because, like I said, I haven't really messed with the computer in, like, a week or so, but I do want to get into Ableton, too. I just want to finish the beats I've already started on Logic first, just to be able to complete something. Okay. It sounds like fun. We're looking forward to them. Mm-hmm. Very much so. <laughs> Brittany, I heard you was in the street <laughs> making pizza. You heard I was in the street with some pizza? Making I'm trying pizza. a little bit here and there, but um, 
um, mo- mostly just been up to getting things together for the for the food business, trying to figure out the next phase, which I, I'm starting to figure out. Um, getting my hands a little bit dirty um, uh, with agriculture, um, working on some things with that, and just kind of you know getting staying on my routine. Like work is speeding up a little bit. So, you know, when work speeds up, you kind of have to put yourself back on, like, some type of normalcy, which I kind of already was, like, prepping myself for. So that's been cool. Um, and just relaxing, enjoying the summer. It's been, like, what, like, 90 degrees every single day for the last, like, three or four days. So um then, you know, doing the outdoor stuff, Bella, working out, same usual things. Um, I came to the west side of the state uh, yesterday. Grand Rapids, um, so I'll be out here for a couple of days, just hanging out. And oh yeah, man, you're not even it. around. Um, only for a couple of days. I came to visit a friend and see some family gotcha. and stuff like that. So I'll oh, be back. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. You, uh, but wait, you have to, uh, you know, tell us, Brittany, mm-hmm. because um, you just said you were doing agriculture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What well, are you trying to attempting? I don't know what I'm doing right now. Like, I have no clue. But um, I, I think I told you, Pipe, but like my aunt that passed away, what, like a couple years ago, her and my uncle originally, like, uh, up, like, uh, towards uh, northern Michigan and Metamora, past like the palace and Oxford and Lake Orion. They owned like 24, 20, excuse me, 24 and a half acres of land. And when my uncle passed and my aunt started getting sick, it was became too much for her to manage. Uh, so she sold half of it. And so the other half is still in the family between me and my cousin. So I'm just trying to see what I can do about like, you know, the, I think the farm to table is really cool, you know, where people, you know, grow their own food. And I think it'll, you know, with us trying to move it to the next phase, if we can somehow some way phase that in where we are growing our own food, that would be dope. So um we haven't touched the land in years um so there's a lot of like you know just like foundational things you need to do is just vacant land so um looking to just kind of like do some fencing cut the grass create like some pathways and I have no idea what I'm doing but me and my little cousin are just like trying to figure it out and like use our resources as we go and then hopefully when we talk about like using resources like down in the city once I think we are past, like, getting it, you know, getting everything, you know, foundationally set, I like to, like, maybe incorporate some, like, youth programs and do some bartering systems so that we can, like, you know, become as sustain- sustainable as we can, as cheap as we can, but then also find a way to, like, give back in the community and um, maybe do, you know, some, like, field trips, you know, once this COVID thing is over. And even if, you know, COVID is still existing and it prevents that, you know, again, the farm, the table for the for the food business is the goal. So we'll see how everything pans out. Pray for me. It's a lot, but um, I think we'll get there. Okay. So uh, what have you done so far? <laughs> um, <laughs> just like go up there and like um, figure out like what we want to do exactly. Like go up there and like meditate. And then like I practice like putting up a tent, which I know has nothing to do with like what I just said, but just kind of like trying to fill it out, ground myself in the, you know, it's been a while since I I grew up there. Like, you know, so it's just been a while since I've been on a property. So just trying to familiarize myself back with it and, um, you know, 
So as of lately, we just have been just traveling up there, chilling out, uh, coming up with our plans, like kind of figuring out as far as like what, like where we want to put what for the future. And then like walking through the land, like seeing what part is swampy, seeing what part, like, you know, we honestly, like if we were wanting to do some greenhouses, what would be like better set to like where to put the greenhouses. So kind of just in our heads right now, to be honest, but in the next couple of weeks, it's funny, I'll, I'll, I'm almost done talking, but um, my aunt let this guy like grow like wheat on on the um on the property and like and soy like she told him as long as he like came by and like checked on the property every so often and like cut the grass in certain areas like she would let him like grow on a on a specific part honestly the part that I want to grow on and so like I don't know who this guy is my cousin like doesn't know who this guy is don't have his phone number but the neighbor said that he like uh in the winter planted like a whole bunch of wheat seeds so I don't want to cut down his wheat like I wouldn't want nobody doing me like that so I'm just like I'm hoping in the next couple weeks because it's like ready to like become harvested I'm hoping he comes and gets it so one I can meet him and like hopefully I can bump into him uh and then um you know I can let him know like hey you know let him know our attentions and see if there's something I, you know I know she has been two years now but you know I kind of want to be fair to the guy I don't know what his plans are I don't know what his intentions are so I, I'm hoping that I can catch up with him but um I'd say I'll give him I'm gonna give him two weeks to come and get the wheat and then like after that like I'm gonna there's this like I'd say a good three acres that I just want to like cut down and then I want to cut a like a pathway so hopefully by the end of July I can um I can have that done so we'll see you don't have his number no <laughs> like even the neighbors don't like they said they saw him in like December and that's when he was like laying the soybeans down, uh, which they thought was weird because they didn't they didn't know people, you know, like plant it in the winter. But they, that was the last time they saw him. They don't even have his number. So we'll see. All right. We'll see. Uh, how often are you going to be going up there? Probably twice a week for, for this, you know, for this summer because we're not growing anything. But that'll change next summer. If we get accomplished what I'm thinking we can get accomplished this summer. Next summer will probably be a little, probably be three times a week. So, but right now it's like between one and two. Like this week, I only go up there once. Last week, I went twice. Um, so we'll see. This is so kismet because I am putting in a garden. I'm late, 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 late. But I'm a member of D Town Farms. And they have um, like a seed. Shout out to D Town Farms too. Shout out to D Town Farms. Oh, um, Detroit Black Community Food Security Network. So um, they have a seed program and they have, um, you know, like this thing called the Kazi team that'll come out and set your garden up for you, with you. So this week I'm going to go get all the supplies, the raised bed, the transplants, the tools, every the, the, the mulch, the... Mm. compost the soil and everything i need and um they're gonna help me put the raised beds together and you know get something started it's kind of late in the season we're in zone six mm. of the, um usda gives zones around the world and in our zone we're in zone six so i looked up everything that i can grow in july in zone six and it's pretty extensive like mm. um i'm gonna see like you know uh whether you know 
the proof is in the the pudding um so to speak but uh that sounds amazing yeah it's gonna i mean like i'm hoping to grow some kale you know (laughs) yeah uh it says that i can Mm -hmm. um so we'll see uh you know peppers tomatoes um just lots of different you know like hot crops and stuff i was wondering if i wanted to do any flowers at all but i'm not too sure um and i was thinking like maybe some beets they say to grow some beans maybe broccoli cabbage um i could grow carrots cucumbers lettuce onions um squash spinach so all the stuff i love i could have like a whole garden you know and That's just great. just experiment a little bit we'll see how the crops do because i'm so late you know i'm i'm sure that you'll be fine like i mean especially with the seems like we're having a late summer anyway you know if so, you like it yeah um, but i'm i'm not mad at the 90 degrees i'm I'm not either. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Hey, but let me let me go. Let me know when you go up to um to the farm. I I kind of want to go with you. No, I'm planning. This is gonna be in my house in my backyard. No, no, no. I know, but didn't you say you were gonna go get tools or go to the farm or something? Well, I'm actually just gonna go to like garden supplies places. Oh, okay. I'm with you. I see what you're saying. Okay. But um, but I have been uh videoing so. The farm also teaches people how to farm and how to plant and how to garden. And so um, I did get hired to shoot the how-to videos. And what? Yeah, so we shot them. We used the drone. We put some of Molly Wop's music. Molly Wop is the band. That's Baba Malik's awesome band. I remember they were on the show. Yeah, and um, I used some of their music and... It's really beautiful. Like I'm gonna send you guys so you can see, but they're basically videos to help people, you know, um, cause they have seeds. And so people sign up to get different seeds. And then when you get your seeds, it shows you basically how to plant. And so um, I really like the videos a lot. They're really fun. They're really, you know, approachable. They remind me of documentaries that I, all I do is watch documentaries. So I just love documentaries, so. Thanks. I well, hope I definitely want to check those out. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure after this that you guys check them out. They're really short. All of them are at least like five minutes a piece, you know, so that people can just learn how to do like one thing, one thing, one thing, you know. That's and smart. Then, um, then you put them all together, and then you know you got your whole garden. So it'll be a bunch of different episodes. We've done two so far. Yeah, it's um that that's really cool. It's funny because for the like the last couple of Fridays, I've been really wanting to go by the farm. And like, I think there's a, a young man named, uh, what's his name? I think it's, I can't think of his name right now. I think it's, uh, I went to high school with him. I don't want to call him by the name, his, his um, name that we called him in high school because he has a new name. But anyway, I know he works at that farm. And so he's been saying like, come by. And then you always talk about how you've invested, you know? So I'm like, I really want to get by there. That, that's really important to me to get by there. And it's so, an and probably beneficial, right? It's right in the hood. It's not far from. Remember when we, where we went? Well, it's a it's it's a little bit further from where we went to go um, work out. Oh my God! I gotta tell y'all something. What? 
So why, when we went, me and B Groove went to go work out, and why is that place filthy now? No it's, way. It's full of bottles. Someone, it looks like someone went there. My, my boyfriend said it probably some white supremacist came out and tore it up. I don't, I would not be surprised, but it is filthy. There were bottles and trash everywhere it was disgusting yo i couldn't believe it yeah my number one pet peeve is littering that's crazy so all um, over basketball courts mostly oh my gosh it looks like they had a basketball game and no garbage can and uh, it's (laughs) all garbage cans i can't remember guys plenty Plenty. and somebody like stomped on the garbage cans what they're like smashed in. Oh, I feel wow. like that is a hit. Like what? Who who smashes garbage cans? Yeah, that's what my boyfriend Those said. are pretty big cans. Yeah. He was like, don't nobody do nothing like that. But he was right. I mean, but the thing is, is like uh, but it was full. Like like when we went, it was like a lot of people there. And um, everybody was working out. Like, that energy was beautiful, but I was just pissed at how nasty it was. It's annoying. But I do want to go back out there, by the way. Oh, all over the obstacle course, all over where the picnic area was, all over where the workout stuff was. was, When did you guys go? uh, We went, like, probably, like, last week. So So you can't even blame it on the 4th of July. It's so annoying. uh, It was before the 4th. It was, like, Wednesday or something. So I've just been going to the one around the corner from my house at McKenzie because ironically that when we went there, that joint was clean. I believe it. That's so, <laughs> that's funny. It's, if, I wonder like pre us going there, like how many people knew about that? Like with it not being like summer and people kind of like being cooped up because of quarantine. Like I wonder if the majority of the people like found out about that park like when we found out about it or posted like that's probably because a lot of people when i posted about it were like i've never seen this before mm, and okay. i live right there so probably i'm like man so i'm gonna hit the lady up that told me that she got the money for it because like when i posted about it this woman hit me up and said that she was the one who got the money to do the park and so I'm going to hit. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. I'm going to be like, do you know who's responsible for like keeping the park clean? It's a bit much for like even one group to do. Like the way, like the level, it looks like they had an actual basketball game. That's what it looks like. It looks like they had, it looks like they had a basketball game, a track meet, and like <laughs> some sort of obstacle course competition. All on the same day. I mean, there's so many bottles on the ground and garbage all over the place. It it hurt my heart. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, it's hurting mine. I didn't see it. It's almost like when you build, like, I'm, like, I kind of agree with what George is saying. Like, I smash trash cans is really weird. But in general, like, even when you go on Belle Isle, like, which I think is pretty diverse now. You know, there's a lot of trash, like a lot of littering, and there's access to trash cans. So it's like almost like I wonder if like some of the murals and street art should go towards telling people 
not to litter. I'm not saying that that would help. I love that idea. But like, and, pardon me? I love that idea. I mean, I, even in a, not saying like, hey, don't litter. Like, this is your community. Like, look at, look at what we can accomplish and let's keep it clean. Like, or even like, I don't know. I don't want to like get inside of an artist's mind, but I'm sure that there's some pretty cool, like subconscious things that artists could come up with in these parks to let people know, like, this is, this is your neighborhood. You know, this is, this is, this is built for you to better yourself. Like, and being in trash is not helping it. Bro, why? Okay. So why my neighbor across the street, I don't know what it is, but every single day there's just like trash all over their front lawn. And I'm like, they have little babies, like what you would call a lap baby, you know, they have. They have like three or four like little babies. And I'm like, they've got bottles, cans, cups, Kentucky Fried Chicken containers, like whatever fast food containers, it's all over their front lawn. And I'm just like, and then my boyfriend was like, I was just like, man, I said, I wanna just go over there and just like clean all that up but I don't want to offend them, you know? And he was like, if that's the outside, imagine the inside. I was like, damn, I just feel bad, you know? Um, that's just, it's, 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 it's terrible, but it's also, you know, um, sometimes when people, you know, like don't own something, right? There's like a sort of a disdain, you know? Like, a, it's not mine, I don't care. You know what I mean? So, I do. Uh, and, you know, so I mean, so not always, right? That doesn't mean that, like, all people that rent or squat or whatever are nasty and dirty. I'm just saying there's a tendency for, you know, if it's, if you don't own it, then what do you care? You know, that's, that's sometimes a mentality. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Deja, do you know if the young lady you sent uh, had her cleanup that she was trying to have? Wasn't it at Belle Isle? Yeah, it was at Belle Isle, but I don't know. I don't think it happened yet, but I did see another one that I meant to post in the group chat. So um, let me actually go to that screenshot. I think that's cool. And I know, shout out to New Era Detroit in the context of them having, I think, some of the coolest uh, reoccurring cleanups in the city. I mean, they target... I think uh, a specific neighborhood, they market it, excuse my background, they market it and, you know, people, it's, you know, come, you know, anyone can come. And I went to one, I'd say maybe like a year ago, probably a year and a half ago, and I was impressed. You know, they had snacks, they had water, uh, they engaged themselves with the community. They, you know, they, they did door knocking, they talked to people, you know, gave some political knowledge, gave, you know, Things from their perspective, um, I don't, wouldn't say I always agree with everything that New Era Detroit does, but when it comes to their cleanups, I think they, they, you know, they got a good thing going. So um, the People's Action also does community cleanups like that as well. That's cool. And so does um, there's a group Luther Keith. He does. He's been doing his. I don't know something like forty years or something. Oh wow! All over the city of Detroit. Um, and then actually the city of Detroit has a cleanup day where, you know, block clubs and stuff can, 
get like uh, gloves and supplies, garbage bags, t-shirts and stuff, waters, um, you know, for your cleanups and everything. So if you, you know, I have a block club and we own our house. So, uh, if you get tuned into, well, in Detroit, at least to the, uh, department of neighborhoods, you know, for the most part, uh, you could get a lot of support because, you know, they want to, they have this whole initiative to make sure that, um, block clubs are supported and, uh, that the cleanup efforts are supported. So I will say that about, um, the city, they are very supportive when it comes to cleanups. So, That's cool. That is Asia, thank you. Thank you for sending uh, the cleanup. You want to market it? Sure. Um, so today on Instagram, I saw this girl post a screenshot about this Palmer Park meet and greet. So it's actually a cleanup crew. Um, and her little caption with the um, picture of the flyer says, also, if you're trying to clean up our beautiful city, um, join the cleanup crew. Littering is repugnant and blight lowers one's sense of confidence in the city. Mm, definitely. So, yeah, uh, it says July 12, 2020, from 1230 to 230, meet by the fountain at Palmer Park. So, in um, What's the, date? the bottom of it, July 12, 2020. So, July 12th, I think that's next Saturday. Or no. Uh, that's no, su next Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Yep, this Sunday. Um, it says, please wear loose-fitting clothes and gym shoes. Bring a water bottle, sunglasses, and a pad and a pen to take notes with. For further assistance, contact A-S-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S-A-R-T at gmail.com. So yeah, Perfect. if you're interested in that, I'll post the flyer to um, the Piper Carter podcast page. It's pc.podcast on Instagram, and you guys can check it out there, too. Yeah, thank you. Nice. That's what's up. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This is so wonderful. Mm -hmm. So, um, Brittany. Yes. What is going on with the NBA? day-to-day uh, -day it changes so um through the um protesting and uh with i'd say the combination of the protesting and the coronavirus has the nba at a i'd say at a uh internal not i want to say grief but there's a lot of internal um back and forth there are a lot of people who um uh, think that the way that they're doing it, them starting at the end of July and then running the season, I believe, into October for the for the championship and then restarting the 2020-2021 season in December is a lot, especially with the virus not being uh, as settled as people would have hoped uh, nationally. Um, then you have people who believe that uh, we, as a culture, have made a lot of grounds when it has come to making the world aware of our pain and grief as, as Black people um, and um, our stances on how we feel um, we're treated in this country. And so they think that we're at a certain point where uh, we have a lot of eyes, we have a lot of mouths, we have a lot of ears. 
And so we should use this time wisely as Black people and people who have platforms, bigger platforms. Everyone in this day and age has a platform, but uh, the NBA players just believe their platform could be used. Some of them believe that their platform could be used to really, really own in on the things that are going on socially. Uh, so I'd say that they still seem to be moving forward. I haven't seen anything that makes me feel like they're going to cancel the plans. Um, their players have started doing press conferences, uh, specifically J.R. Smith. I don't know if you guys are, uh, you know who he is, but mm -hmm. he's kind of like a black sheep um, in the league. Uh, he played with LeBron in Cleveland and won a championship. And then like the year after they were uh, about to win another title and J.R. made a really, really bad play, became a meme. Uh, so this year he's getting the opportunity to play with LA again. Um, and it's kind of important. The reason, even the reason why he's playing with LA, just because some of the players like Dwight Howard and Avery Bat Bradley are two of the players that have decided not to play one for social justice reasons and the other for the coronavirus and the effects it could have on his family. Um, so the LA Lakers were in need of more players. So J.R. Smith, um, is joining their team. So uh, like I was saying, a lot of the press conferences have started. It seems like they're going to keep moving forward. Um, they, they have given the schedule already for the, for the season. Uh, they've given how the players are going to be laid out in, in Disney. Uh, they've uh, shown uh, the media some of the, the, play, the, the uh, rules uh, of being in the bubble which a lot of players are opposed to the rules. Uh, some players are confused. They're like, we're going to be playing this contact sport, being exposed to each other's sweat. But then when we're off the court, we can't play a game of table tennis with each other. That's weird. So there's a lot of mixed feelings. Um, a lot of people, you know, again, aren't really sure how this is going to land and if this is a good idea or not. Uh, specifically other sports like the M MLB and the NFL. I think the last time we talked about this, you know, the, the NBA doing this is going to be a huge um, blueprint for how other sports decide to, you know, go into their seasons. So again, the, the season is still supposed to start July 31st. Um, most of your megastars are going to be playing besides the ones that are hurt. Uh, then you do have some, I'd say, Class B players that aren't playing because of social justice issues. And then you have a lot of players as of this week that are testing positive for the coronavirus and aren't going to be playing just because it just doesn't make sense to. So there you have it. Okay. I don't know how I feel. What does this, what does the game look like? Uh, it's going to be the, it's, you mean as far as like people in the stands and how they're going to film it? Just like the game itself. It's going to be the same. So they're about, um, I think there's 22 teams that are going to be going. And I think 16 teams are able to make the playoffs. A lot of people thought that the 16 teams should have just been the ones to go to Florida. But I think the NBA, for financial reasons, and then also for, I think, competitive reasons, are allowing teams that are, like, kind of close into making the playoffs come. So they're going to play, like, I think there's eight games left. There were eight games left in the regular season before the playoffs were to start in April. So they're going to simulate that. So they're going to start off with playing the eight games. And then after those eight games, they're going to hope to, you know, whoever makes the playoffs makes the playoffs. And then they'll go into the playoffs, which usually starts in, again, April, and then usually is ended by Father's Day, which I think is what, late June or early July? Well, yeah, it's late June. So that's what they're going to be simulating. It's going to be the same same games, uh, 
time. Nothing changes. The rules are the same. It's just in Florida, in a bubble, players aren't going to be traveling. Once they're in the bubble or whoever is in our entourage is in the bubble, they can't leave. So uh, games are in this bubble in Florida, like the whole season? Yes. Yep. Yep. That's interesting. It so, is. No, no travel. Well, the travel. So will they be staying? So do they stay there? Like the players, do they just stay there and don't travel? Yeah. Yes. Real, it's, it's weird. So basically they took resorts, like all the Disney resorts and they're, they separated like the playoff teams, the, the teams that are already in the playoffs, like the better teams in the NBA are going to be staying at one resort. Then like the, 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 another tier of teams are going to be staying in another resort and then another tier of teams are going to be staying in another resort and so when they gave the prices of what these resorts were they're not luxurious resorts these are like kind of like three to four star like resorts maybe there's like one five star but i think like the worst teams are staying in the five like let's say the four to five star resort and then like the better teams are like staying on like a 200 dollar room per night resort it's 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 really weird so the accommodations aren't anything special at all, but, you know, they are going to have their own chefs, you know, their own trainers, their own doctors, anything that they would need so they don't leave the bubble is going to be at their disposal. Wow. So it's like the Jetsons. <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> did you ever see the Jetsons? I kind of yeah. did. Like, like, I saw, like, how they, yeah, oh, yeah, they were in a bubble, right? Wow. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that part of the show. Yes. That's really so, it remains to be seen. Okay, what about the women? Uh, that's a good question. I don't think the WNBA is are uh the NBA players are are gonna be playing, honestly. Um and I think that there was a lot of and shout out to women's soccer too, because during the quarantine they used this opportunity to fight for for their rights when it came to pay they feel like they should be paid more as well. And I know we talked about that within the WNBA, but as far as the season going, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I don't think they're going to be playing this season. And I, I, I think it's, it's probably due to support, which, you know, equals financial reasons. So uh, shout out to Maya Moore. I don't know if you guys are familiar with her. She was a Connecticut graduate and, you know, Connecticut for girls basketball is like Michael Jordan to the NBA. So she was a one of their, I'd say, premier point guards that came out. And she was in the WNBA, I think. God, what team was she playing for? She wasn't playing for the Sparks. She wasn't playing for – she was playing for a prominent – you said what? What team? Minnesota. Yeah, she was playing for Minnesota. So she actually stopped playing. She gave up her career to do social justice work, to do prison reform. And as of recently, she just had a win. Uh, she was able to help this young man he might have been an older guy um be a case where i think he was wrongfully charged so a lot of people um in regards to the the you know i know you asked me a specific question about the WNBA, but it kind of fits into what we're talking about uh, a lot of people have been using her as a reference to showing players how to do social justice work uh, some people agree with the logic some people don't a lot of uh, media feel like if a player wants to do social justice work and doesn't want to you know be in the nba that's fine but you know you can't try to like mess up a corp you know disturb a corporation and not put in or have a plan and uh put in the work and they've been using her to say like look at maya moore she could have done both but her heart was really in social justice work 
So she stopped playing basketball to do social justice work. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and then, you know, it's just interesting to see how so many people have been giving her praise and have kind of, I don't want to say put her on a pedestal, but have been using her as a blueprint to how to go after things that have nothing to do with you and how we value what success is. And we talk about that a lot on the show, you know, giving up, you know, what we perceive as success. You know, we play basketball, you know, as girls, just like guys from the time we're five to 30, you know, um, in different leagues and our life becomes basketball. If you're any type of athlete or any, in any type of industry uh, that you love, it becomes your life. And so when you stop, you know, doing that and it being all about yourself and making it about your people is powerful. So we shall see about the WNBA, but I wanted to shout out Maya Moore for sure. Yeah, shouts out. So we have to watch what she's, what she's doing and um, thanks for bringing her to our attention. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, tell us what's going on with uh, your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Who, Kanye? Yeah. Is he still your Oh, man. I don't know what Kanye is to me other than just an artist who I think is would be a phenomenal person to break down for a psych evaluation uh, for us to relate to to put a mirror in front of ourselves. I think he represents the world of extremes. Uh, uh, shout out to all the Gemini's. I think he is the blueprint of a of a Gemini, uh, the battle of self, uh, the, the, the two extremes within. Um, and so I want to just say, you know, I don't look up to Kanye West. Uh, I think when I look at him, I just see a person that is flawed, just like myself. Um, I don't look to him for any political suave. Um, that's what I have Piper Carter for. Um, I don't look for him, you know, to, uh, honestly, I don't even look to him to create, um, to spark inspiration for me when it comes to, uh, what he's good at when he, I think he's a musical genius, but he doesn't even inspire me from, you know, from that angle. But I do take up for Kanye West a lot because I think people see him too literal, left, right, up and down. When I think that, you know, he's too dynamic of a person to like try to sum him up and the things that he even talks about or does himself, you know, so I do notice his patterns. He puts a lot of good energy in the atmosphere when he does come out of hiding. And then he drops his, then he drops a, a, like something that he wants to achieve that kind of like makes people upset. Or he will drop an opinion that's far from what people would agree with and then it makes everyone upset. So he'll do like three or four things that everybody's like, all right, Kanye, cool. And then he does one thing and then everybody's like, man, just forget Kanye. So I do want to shout him out for the gap deal that he just acquired. Um, I remember when he did the interview with Sway a few years ago and telling Sway and talking to the to the media about his perception of fashion and his perception of trying to break down the barriers and learning, you know, kind of like the spook that's set by the door, you know, you know, uh, interrogate, I don't want to say inter interrogate, infiltrate uh, industry that you want to, that you want to do something specifically in, like kind of create your own industry, but you need to like, kind of like learn from the industry that runs it. So, you know, he did a lot of talking about his internships at Louis and Gucci and even at Nike. And he felt like people didn't understand his value. And I think that he does a lot of talking. He's very passionate. And I think that he is very egotistical and his, his, him, his narcissism. Uh, if you choose to get lost in it, 
you'll learn nothing from him. But if you choose to see the whole picture of Kanye, you'll see how he understands the importance of creating your own value. And I'd say that he knew his value um, when he burst into the world of fashion, um, but he also knew he needed to learn. Um, so I think the gap deal represents everything that Kanye was trying to explain, but couldn't necessarily articulate to the average person who isn't into um, infiltrating an industry. Um, and so you had it where people didn't understand why he would be working with high fashion and then also saying he wanted to uh, create clothing that was affordable and cool. So now you see him, you know, that Sway interview was all about him discussing uh, distribution, having distributors and breaking down the art of the fashion world when it comes to there only being so many people who distribute clothing. And Piper, you can correct me. I'm not, I don't know all of the tech, you know, technology. I mean, the, the technical words, you know, for the fashion industry. But he basically was explaining to people that there aren't that many people you can go to when you want to manufacture your clothes and distribute your clothes. So you have to do things a specific way. So people say, oh, well, a gap deal is using him. Like uh, uh, any deal were being used. People forget the concepts of deals and contracts. Like there's always one person that has a specific amount of leverage. But then you have to think about the other side and what that other side's leverage is as well. So I think that Kanye, because he understands his value, that gap, that gap deal, in my opinion, is a good deal. Um, so we'll see what the prices look like. I do know that the stock, a lot of people on YouTube were um, discussing how Gap stock went up uh, just because the, of, of the fact that it was a shock value. So I think that'll be something interesting for people to watch for is the, the, the Gap stock. Um, as far as him running for president, I do think it's odd. I think it's weird, especially being this late in the game. Um, I've heard the theory that he's trying to split votes. And honestly, it does look like that. It, it completely, can you guys hear me? Hello? Like actually, yep. Hello? Okay, now we hear you. What were you saying, Dej? I said he hasn't actually, um, like put his name out there for running for president. I was reading this article on the Fader earlier where he hasn't actually applied for anything. The last time someone did was in 2016 running and someone was jokingly doing it like that. So it wasn't serious. He's not, I don't, I don't know. He said hashtag 2020 vision. So people got presidency okay. from that. And that's why I think it was more of a publicity stunt than him actually saying like he was running again. But okay. I don't know. Either way, I feel like it was just a publicity stunt. So I just think oh, it was messy and I do feel like he's just, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, but I, I'm, I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. It was weird. It it, it he's weird i don't i don't I, I just heard that he was running for president and i saw the theory that he was trying to split votes and if he is running for president it does seem like at this like i mean come on like i understand the theory that people are saying like it would it does seem that way but even still like it's a dumb move like to do it because 
you're not, you know, you're not going to win. Like, if you really wanted to run for president, like, you wouldn't win. Like, you wouldn't really win. No, and, like, exactly. even the people, I know Kanye has a huge cult following, like, huge cult following. Like, he can't do any wrong to some of his fans. Um, but even still, I don't know if this, if this, in this political climate, if millennials and, like, under would, like, really vote for Kanye West. Maybe the troll, like if you had, you saw, like I heard about the TikTok troll where they trolled Trump. So maybe they are a lot of, there are a lot of trolls, but like that would be an annoying troll if that like all went down like that. Like that whole age group just like voted for Kanye and then Trump ended up winning. Like that would be like a nightmare <laughs> to be honest. I just want to remind y'all of this, uh, of this. One of the things we got to set is Ford to have the highest design, the dopest cars, the most amazing. I don't really say dope. I don't say negative words and try to flip them. We just say positive, lovely, divine, universal words. So the flyest, freshest, most amazing car. And what we want to start with is uh, I, 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 brought a, I brought a gift with me right here. Um, He's pulling out his phone. This right here is... The iPlane One. He's showing It's a hydrogen powered uh, airplane. And this is what our president should be flying in. Look at this shirt. Let's <laughs> get rid of Air Force One. Well, we're going to have Apple, an American company, work on this plane with. But you know what I don't like about It's not that I don't like. What I, what I need Saturday Night Live to improve on, or what I need the liberals to improve on, is if he don't look good, we don't look good. President, he has to be the freshest, the flyest, the flyest planes, the best factories, and we have to make our core be in power. We have to bring jobs into America because our best export is entertainment and ideas. But when we make everything in China and not in America, then we're cheating on our country. And we're people in positions to have to do illegal things to end up in the cheapest factory ever, the, uh, the prison system. I'll tell you what, that was pretty impressive. <laughs> so that was so that was a that was very factual. I think I would never I, I would I, I could negotiate with someone that I don't like without like like kissing up to them. And I think that that was uh I wouldn't have gone in that direction if I had the opportunity to talk to Donald Trump. I probably would have said something, no pun intended, dope like free Larry Hoover. Um, but I think the end of what Kanye said is very factual. Like, it's true. Like, the American greed and tr of trying to go and outsource and export everything, the, the small industries and, and supplies has had a huge effect on our country and specifically our culture. Like, them trying to create a product that is cheap and that is not as um i say as robust you know i think has cost the usa more money like so if you bring things back here and you and you invest into people who are doing things back here and give them the opportunities here then you wouldn't i think that's more valuable than outsourcing for a cheaper product like i think i think um holistically it makes it just makes so much more sense um and I want to add that I don't really understand the way that like rappers and like hip hop thinks because I kind of like 
when I go back and I listen to that Sway interview where Kanye is talking about manufacturing, like how he was just talking about in that clip, like I would say my rebuttal to him wouldn't have been like, wouldn't have been Kanye do it yourself. It would have been like, what do you guys talk about? Meaning your friends, your peers talk about when y'all get together, the TIs, the Diddy's, the Jay-Z's, like, why wouldn't you guys, instead of everybody having Rockaware or Sean John or Yeezy, like, why wouldn't you guys put your money together, build a manufacturing plant somewhere in the, in the United States, Wyoming, or, you know, somewhere where it, where it can handle something like that, where, or you can get a nice, real, you know, get some good real estate and build a manufacturing a facility and so now when rappers are signing deals and they get a certain amount of success and they want to open up their own clothing line it's holistic it's full circle within the hip-hop community why do you why do you need to go to other people to create um other you know manufacturing deals when the the um to me the ecosystem of hip-hop can solve that problem themselves so I'm done talking about Kanye, but so I'm just trying to show you guys that you there's truth in a lot of the things that Kanye says, but then there's also things that I wholeheartedly don't agree with Kanye on, you know, or anybody for that nature. Well, I just got to remind you that he said the MAGA hat made him feel like Superman. I understood what he meant by that, but I'm not going to argue that because I wouldn't have said that. Explain it, please, Brittany. Just help. No, out. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. That that that's me. That's me going down a rabbit hole, and then I it it sounds like I'm taking up for him. But everything that people say doesn't need to be interpreted because it's, especially if it should have been something that shouldn't have been said. You know what I mean? So I'm not. I'm not gonna go there. But I think I understood what I think I understood what he was trying to say. Can you help us understand? I think you just want to make a joke out of me. I, I'm not gonna make a joke. Like I actually, I, I wanna. I just want to hear what you say. I just think that what he was referencing is is going against the norm, and him going against the norm puts him always in a powerful position. That he also said in that interview something I wouldn't have said that he looked at Trump like a father figure because of that, because of the fact that Trump goes against the norm now going against the norm leaves you in two spaces like okay you go against the norm but just because you go against the norm doesn't mean that you were going down the right path trump that's trump he does go against the norm he does do almost the the, the parallel opposite of what people think he should do and what he should do and what he should say and so i think that's where trump gets his core from People who think that this country was built on rebellion and that this is their land and that they will do anything by any means necessary to protect it, even if that makes them look like a rebel or sound like a rebel. And that's Trump's core. So I think what Kanye is saying is what I'm telling you guys is that you have to pull truth out of all people. And so I think Kanye is saying he's pulled that truth out of Trump. And I think that he knows because I think he knows Trump is just as egotistical as he is. And compliments go a long way with Trump. So he's telling Trump these like over the top extreme things. I, I went back, you know, I told you guys that Kanye is, is the representation of two extremes. So he says things like, you're like a father figure. You make me feel like Superman. Super extreme things that make you lose track of what he's really trying to say. That, hey, I may not agree with you 
on everything, but I do agree with you on the fact that you see the importance of disconnecting from um, society's overall viewpoints on things so that you can be sure that yours is, yours is heard and that you don't lose your voice. So I think that those are the things that empowers Kanye because that's his fuel. That's everything that Kanye runs off on. He runs off on people telling him, you can't wear pink polo shirts. You can't, you know, Jay Dilla can only take a, 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 a 60, 70 sample and chop it and make it cool, you know, or you can't rap. You can only be a producer. So all of those things fuel him. So when he sees somebody like Trump, like a scammer, a person that has a very low IQ, a blonde hair that looks like a wig, the joke of America being president, dude, you make me feel like Superman. That's what I think he was saying. No, I'm going I'm to play it so you can hear what he was saying. Wait, let me see. Can we hear? Ah, oh, man, it's so low. Why can't this thing be up higher? It's the only one I found. Let me see. Can y'all hear it? Wow, you have to be Democrat. I have, a, uh, I've, I've had conversations that basically said that welfare is... Man, you know what? I'm going to look for, I'm going to look for this. Um, somebody sent me this clip. And I am going to email this clip to myself and I'm going to play it just for y'all. Oh, wait, you know where they put it? They put it on um, Facebook. That's so funny. Um, Brittany, you're not on Facebook. No, I'm not. Yeah, and you're a millennial. Stop it, Piper. Facebook is a snitch. <laughs> it is a snitch. Just don't put your business on there. Use it at all. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh I'm gonna send this to myself. And just so that I really hope that it um that this one is the one that that, that you know can play so that I can so that we can hear it. Um this is so funny. I'm like, I don't know. I just, I don't, I, I don't interpret what Kanye said in that same way. So that's the only reason that I want to um, play it because I interpret what he said as a bunch of misogyny um, when he was talking about uh, uh, the MAGA hat makes him feel like a man or a Superman or whatever, and Trump makes him. Trump is like his dad or whatever. I'm like, man. What's that? What are you guys doing? What's that noise? I don't hear anything. Okay. Um, my computer would be acting slow when I need it to like pull up this uh this clip. I'm like, come on, computer, go, 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 computer. I um Oh, did I tell you guys I got I finally got a car? It's my first car. I never had did. never had a car in life. Not how's it, how's it how's it feeling? I like it. I mean yeah. I'm not really gonna be like driving driving like that because you know, I'm I'm also a you know, environmental justice advocate and care for sure. So y'all will see me doing um mostly my bicycle around the hood but if i have to go you know 
further than five miles, I'm going to uh, be doing this car. All right, I'm just going to put this on. Um, I'm going to put myself on mute for like half a second. Um, just in case this, um, just, in, just in case uh, my mom just came in here. I'm just going to put myself on mute for a second just in case the commercial comes. Give me one Oh, man, it's the same clip. Man, man, man. I really want to play it, but it's not loud enough. Um, You know what? I'm wondering if I use my speaker. I've got this speaker here. I wonder if I could get her going. Let's see. How do you do How do you do this thing? You know one of those... Um, you know what I'm talking about? One of those uh, speakers that's like... Um, you heard that? <laughs> Let's see if my, okay, it's connected. Okay, I'm going to play it now. Tell me if, um, tell me if you guys, hold on a second. I'm going to see if you guys can hear this. Ah, uh, come on, come on. Okay. Okay, so I just wanted to cut cut him off there before he went too far. But um <laughs> I don't know, Brittany. If I he... mean I, I hear what you're saying about like the him saying about the Hillary thing, like one, you you in your president, it sounds like you have like daddy issues. You shouldn't be looking for 
a president to feel your daddy issues. The way that he put that, I'm not saying that's what he meant, but the way that that sounds is somebody could read that and be like, well, it sounds like you need to get a better relationship with your dad. But at the same time, when women say, hey, I like Hillary, you know, a woman, oh, I'm voting for the opportunity for us to elect our first woman president. So it's almost like, okay, you, you, you have women who say things like that. And I don't think that's sexist on their behalf, but they're just saying like, hey, like I want to see a woman run a country. But, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that specifically because we've had 45 presidents and there hasn't been a woman president. Now, again, <laughs> I don't, just because a man, I don't, I, I, there are a lot of probably Trump supporters who don't feel any of that. And that's not the reason why they're voting for Trump. They're voting for Trump because of his foreign policy and how he's big and bad, makes America look big and bad when he calls uh, North Korea's leader rocket man or, you know, or tax cut reasons, you know. A lot of people don't need a, a figure like that, you know. So again, I think that, I don't think that that is what, I, I, what I said earlier is what I, how I perceive of what Kanye was trying to say when he was talking to Trump, plus the free Larry Hoover. I don't know. I just think that, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, it's just a huge ego. Remember he made a song about it. Yes, and, he did. Um, I think there's no substance. I, I've never, i am be honest with you. I've never been a Kanye fan. So I know uh, I'm like, it's too much ego and I know everyone thinks he's a genius. Like, I just think he's successful. I don't think he's a genius. I think, I think that a genius, uh, it takes time to, time to, it takes time for people to even say someone is a genius. And I think we've seen a lot of geniuses and, you know, uh, you know, so, and I think a lot of people try to discredit some of the geniuses that this world has said have people who have been geniuses. And there's people who I think, um over appreciate some of the people that have been labeled geniuses so i think time will tell for you know for kanye i think some people understand him i think some people don't again kanye i'm i'm a fan of kanye's music um i don't look up to kanye he's just one of those people i like like i have friends i have family members that i don't agree with nothing they say but for some reason i like them i think that they're i have cousins or i have uh I have a, a best friend who I think is flawed and just as I'm flawed as well, you know, but flaws that a lot of people can't deal with, but for some reason, I personally like them and a lot of other people do too. So I think Kanye is just one of those people, one of those people, you either like him or you don't, you know, you either, you know, think he's a genius or you don't, you know, so. I, I do just, think he's playing games with, huh? I do think he's playing games what games? I think he's What's playing that? with politics. Like, I don't think that his bid is very serious at this point. I think um, it is a distraction. And I think, you know, if he's going to run for 2024, I mean, obviously the president needs to have, you know, all of the you know, members of cabinet and the and the members of the house and the Senate and 
you know, all these other, you know, the military, all this other crap that like makes decisions or like supports or doesn't support what he does, right? He's got advisors, you know, whatever. But I don't think that Kanye um, is serious. Maybe he, maybe he thinks he's serious, but I just wouldn't consider him a serious run. Now, if the people who want to, you know, support his presidency want to get in there and uh, just like the people who wanted to support Trump's presidency or the people who wanted to support Reagan's presidency, right? These are all actors to me, Hollywood people. So obviously they're not the ones actually making decisions. Obviously there's other folks making decisions and they get to prop up there and say, the speeches in the way that gets people excited but i mean to run the country you've got to focus on that i mean can you imagine kanye focused on running the country i can't right like Mm -hmm. i don't i don't i don't imagine him focused on you know uh making these types of decisions i imagine that Others are, I mean, this is probably the way it goes for any president, but I imagine that he is thinking about it from a PR angle, from a power angle, an ego angle, uh, think of how many Instagram likes I'll get angle, uh, look, think how many downloads of my album albums I'll get angle. I just don't see Kanye having clear enough thinking to to make certain decisions, you know? Um, I, I agree. So, but I mean, you know, whatever. It doesn't mean, I mean, Trump doesn't have clear thinking, right? Like to make those decisions. Neither do they have the freaking leaders, um, which is why we're constantly in war. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm All right, not- I got a question for y'all. Do y'all what? think that, especially the Asia, do y'all think Kanye is like top 10 producers of all time? I think he's up there. <sighs> I guess, yeah. I have oh, to that was really him, painful, so. Deja. That I don't really respect, I mean, I, you know, I don't know because I don't know. I just think of it like this. He's done a lot of stupid shit in being in the times that we're in, it's just more easy to be stupid. Like, you know, phones in our hands and access to everyone's mind 24-7, it's mm. way too easy to just be dumb. So, like, I think about how, like, I don't know, like, Al Green was in a domestic violence situation, but everybody still loved him. So, I don't know. I just think about it in those terms. I guess I kind of justify it that way, maybe. But, um... Incoming call. Oh, man. I hear you. I hear exactly what you're saying. It's actually something interesting to think about. The extreme of what you're saying is how it took... It took uh, it took people forever to stop listening to R. Kelly's music. It, it, it honestly took for him to, like, almost say... Nobody stopped listening to R. Kelly. They just lie and tell people they don't listen to <laughs> I mean, I never it, but I could tell you right now people listening to R. Kelly. What the fuck? 
trying not to get caught. <laughs> that visual is hilarious, but I understand what Deja is saying, though. Like, I, I hear you, Deja. I mean, it's difficult, right? Like, I mean, think of all of the great artists that we have that have done so much terrible, harmful stuff to people. Can you guys hear me now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm so sorry about that. Um, but maybe we can finish it, but I'm sorry. Well, the question that she was asking you basically was like, you know, looking at his music, like, what do you think about him as a producer? Do you think he's like, you know, one of the top 10 producers? or? Not? I have to mention him, so I guess I'll say yeah. I mean, like, honestly, can I even compile a list of top 10 producers? I can. And I think about it. I don't, most of my favorites are on SoundCloud, so yeah, I guess I could put Kanye up there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, he can the, be 10. I'll give him the last spot. The, the so the <laughs> who are your favorite producers? Hmm, well, Dylan number one. Um, I don't know. This is like you can't put me on the spot like this. Okay, we'll do a show about music producers. I think okay. we should. <laughs> That'll be great. Yeah. But the separation of the celebrity and artist and like their lives is is really a weird dynamic. Um, in our society, like the Jada Smith and August Alcina thing, like is weird. Like how Man, people are soaking no. that story in is so weird. Like I don't know. They're making fun of him, and I'm not gonna lie, I've laughed at some of the shit because it was funny, but I did feel bad about it. But <laughs> it's just the times. Like black people can't take anything seriously, and then with misogyny being the way that it is, they're making fun of him. So, huh? You guys need to elaborate. Break it down, Dish. Man, okay. So I guess basically, um, the internet was just tearing him apart for not being able. Oh wait, you're breaking up. You might have to wrong woman please. It was and I just Hello. Wait, you're kind of you're breaking up just a, a little bit, Dave. Oh, okay. I was just saying that they were um making fun of him as if he couldn't handle like, you know, the power of a grown woman's, you know, kitty or whatever. <laughs> so um yeah. Childish. They were just making right, exactly. You feel oh. me? So they were just going in on him. And wait, they Harper, were... did you know about Jada in August? Have you heard that? What happened? How old is he? 28. He's, oh, tw- he's only 28? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was that young. Damn. He's 28? <laughs> yeah. Is he? Oh, snap. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I thought he was younger than 28. I thought he, he just was turned. older. He just turned. 
Yeah. Steep. Okay, Super so steep. Well, him and Jada. Oh, go ahead. No, please. Uh, I guess him and Jada were in this arrangement where they were dating or something, and I think he might have been under the impression that they were. I don't know. He went. To, he, him and Will spoke about them dating, and Will gave him permission. That's all <laughs> I know. There, there was, <laughs> there was, there were rules. And I think feelings crossed the lines of the rules and shit got miscommunicated or things got mixed up. I don't know, but he ended up with the short end of the stick and in his feelings about it all. So he went on this. Um, what is like, up? What, what happened? Well, he he is like a, a dynamic person, has a dynamic story, like substance abuse and actual, uh, like, I don't know what disease he was diagnosed with, but he definitely battled with it. I think it paralyzed him. I think he had to teach himself how to talk again, walk again. But I think, like, in part of his journey, like, he met Jada Smith, and, like, she was supposed to be, like, helping him um, as far as, like, they, like, you know, created, like, a some type of, you know, friendship, and she was supposed to, like, help him spiritually and it turned into, I think, more, it, it, they, they had feelings towards each other. I don't know. He went on an interview with uh, Angela Yee, and, like, we're, you know, kind of, she asked him one question, and he, in between the lines, like, kind of said, like, hey, you know, like, there was an understanding between, like Deja just said, between me and Will, and, you know, me and Jada had a, you know, a really good relationship, and, like, I fell in love all this stuff and it, it he said he thinks that's part of the reason why he had physical turmoil when they you know had to separate but obvious like i think before this report people had already been reporting on it like to, you know kind of like seeing them in pictures and put putting two and two together so now it's 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 hitting the surface because he, you know he's doing a promo tour and um people are asking him about the relationship so now Jada's saying, I'm going to go on the red talk table and tell everybody <laughs> what my, my perspective. And Will Smith has basically said, I, I don't, I didn't, if they had a relationship, but I didn't know, but I'm not divorcing Jada, <laughs> literally. Wow. My beef with the world is, is everybody be acting like they don't have their own drama or haven't had their own drama. Like, mm. people are bringing up, like, oh, she's this old and he's this young. It's like, oh, my God, your auntie probably got a little boyfriend. Like, chill. Like, oh, Jada thinks she's she always talking about other people's business and need to talk about hers. Like, don't you doing it right now? <laughs> so it's just interesting how people are, like, engaging about, like, oh, how people pedestal Will and Jada and, like, they really are swingers and, like, it's just messy. Especially during these times, it's messy to even talk about it. But it sells, right? We're talking about it right now. Yes, it's fun. And it helps them forget about what's going on. Yep. So I don't know. I mean, uh, if they're all into it, then bless them all. I agree with that. How old is her son? Jaden? Uh, probably like 20, uh, yeah, maybe like 21, 22. So this dude's a couple years older than her son. 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I know. Because Brick is 30, right? Yes. Can I be honest with you? I mean, I wouldn't date nobody that young. I mean, I, I'm almost 50, but I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't. Maybe it was a fling. I mean, I don't know what the what the arrangement was, but I don't know. Well, I don't know. So he emotionally distraught. Yes. That's terrible. I know. So for her it was a fling and for him he was mm, it didn't to be honest with you, it didn't look like she's a maybe she's a great actress. But like it's it's kind of crazy. Like they got like if you look back, they probably have like more pictures of together than her and Will. In, the, in that in that segment that they were together, wow! Like they were on red carpet affairs together, like holding each other. Well, you could take anybody to a red carpet. Oh, okay, that's true. But wow! So I don't know. That's hilarious. So what are you gonna do about Kanye? What do you mean? What am I gonna do about him? Are you going to vote for him? I told you that I've already bought uh, Kanye will make America great hat again. Wow. Yes. Um, he's working. He's working. Maybe I think it'll be a, like part of the gap collection. Wow. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't doubt it. <laughs> I don't doubt it. <laughs> So it's, um, but Candace Owens can't leave Trump because Kanye don't got uh that type of nah, she's not money. He may do him and the Kardashian. What's the Kardashian uh you know coffers? Well, Donald Trump has access to American power. So Candace Owens might want to stick with that, huh? Um, because you're but, Candace, right? Ain't that your girl? No, nah, I can't stand her, <laughs> even, though, even though, even though, um, they, I mean, some of the things she say aren't always wrong, but as a whole, like, I mean, what she represents is like so annoying. Like, I thought you bought her perfume, I did, but it didn't smell good. <laughs> <laughs> The, I wonder. Um, well, shout out to Michigan in regards to you know I don't have I guess we don't have too much time together but shout out to Michigan for the the stagnancy in our coronavirus cases. Knock on wood, we're, we're not doing as bad as some of the other places that were hot to trot in the beginning. So knock on that's wood. good news. Yeah, I know, knock on wood. Yeah. Um, and prayers to Texas and Florida and California um, and people traveling in and out and uh, the, uh, it's just interesting to me that people are so upset about it reminds me of the MAGA hat uh, upset over this mask thing like you're going into a private business like you have to follow their rules if you don't want to follow their rules if you don't believe you need to wear a mask that's fine but shop somewhere else like why are you making this such a big deal? Like, 
and it, it just, it's weird that mask is, is has become a divisive tool. It's unreal to me. Well, you to hear anything to be a divisive tool. That's true. The point is to be divisive. That's true. It seems that way. Yeah. So if the Democrats all of a sudden were like, don't wear a mask, then, you know, suddenly it's going to be like, oh, we're wearing a mask for America, you know, so. <laughs> right. You know, that that's that's just what it is. Um, there's so much other stuff I wanted to talk to y'all about, like the, the, uh, the black folks that was up there at uh what was the stone mountain with the, with the pistols with the uh oh yeah armed to the teeth it was like a hundred wasn't it what'd you think about that i mean you know listen we did a demonstration this weekend and it was my first time being around people because when we got down there there was a militia down there. And that was my first time being around really that many people with that huge artillery like that, that, you know what I'm saying? So more and more and more, um, people are, I've been seeing people with artillery like that. You know what I'm saying? Just walking around, um, here in Michigan and, you know, even like on my feed. So I just think it's, you know, uh, more, there's been more promotion of uh, gun ownership and in particular, more promotion of black gun ownership. I've just been seeing like so much of it. Um, now, what do I think about that? I mean, I think honestly, it may be necessary, um, especially in that part of the, 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 the world and everything that's going on, you know, it might be necessary to show that much force uh, is possible. Um, I know here in, in Michigan, we have the highest number of militia, uh, you know, well, right-wing militia uh, in the country. I know that recently over the last i don't know definitely over the last 10 years because it started with obama when the right wing started buying all the guns when when he took office they bought all they bought up all the guns all the guns had sold out that day and so um i know that this this administration that's in there now is a huge promoter of second amendment and so that's amped up a certain segment of the population. And so, yeah, um, I think we will see more uh, black gun owners and black gun ownership um, being out in the open, if you will, you know, like open carry, um, these big, big, big uh, heavy artillery uh, weaponry me personally i mean i believe that in the second amendment right but i'm just like i really don't like guns i'll be honest with you 
I don't like really lead is not my metal of choice. <laughs> um, but we're here, you know, this is where we are. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's such a touchy, it's such a touchy thing to talk about, but I do need to have that right protected. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do believe that that right should be protected and that black folks should have the right. Um, and I think folks, if you got one, then go practice. Don't just be having it and then be looking cute and buying all your little accessories and stuff. Go to the right <laughs> practice often so that, you know what I'm saying? You could, and then, and you know, train and don't just train in, you know, how to shoot somebody like, you know, also train in hand to hand combat, learn some martial arts so you can learn how to use your brain and, uh, and think and uh you know anticipate some stuff and and get into your humanity you know what i'm saying because um it's not only about being able to overpower um it's also about you know harnessing energy controlling energy all that stuff is a part of safety uh the way i see it you know what i'm saying I what, do. what do y'all think about all of that Stage. Um. Yeah. Huh? Did you see it? See what? The um, there was like a black gun club that uh marched on Stone Mountain. No. You didn't no. see. But I'm. I'm honestly um. I mean, I'm not against guns. I heard that part of what you were saying, Piper, but I'm not against guns personally. I just wish that people were responsible with them because I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've just been in some crazy things recently, so I'm not opposed to guns. If I need to protect myself, I will. So that's just how I feel about that. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I also like strongly agree with, you know, it's not all about like just getting a permit and then having a gun and accessories. Like you need to know how to use it, how to mm -hmm. disarm it, time yourself. Like, mm -hmm. and like, for, like you said, Piper, wonder if someone is smarter than you with a gun and takes it away from uh, you. Do you know how to protect yourself in that situation with martial arts or, you know, boxing or something of that nature? Um, it does scare me um uh, not scare me let me use the right words i do find it interesting um uh, with people pulling guns out on each other um like in parking battles and in grocery stores it's like christmas year round right now as far as tension goes like in store parking lots like it's weird like i, I saw that lady like pull this gun out on this lady with her kids and I'm like, okay, like this tension is starting to like grow in some cases. Like, of course it's social media, so people are posting things. It doesn't mean like in every city at every hour, someone's getting a gun pulled out on them. But I do find it interesting that on these particular posts, like like you're seeing like a first, like a black and white woman, like having confrontation, right? Like in, in the first couple of weeks of this since, you know, post George Floyd, you know, you see these confrontations where it's like kind of spatting and they're 
or you may see someone be called the n-word and or somebody get beat up and now you're seeing people pulling guns on each other so it's like is there going to be another like set of like videos where like now people um people everyone has, has guns and people are like pointing guns at each other which i've always been told don't pull your gun out unless you're literally about to use it and right. i've been seeing the direct opposite so it's just kind of creepy but <laughs> I think that proves the point that people need to at least be comfortable holding a gun. At this point, I'm not, but I, I'm starting to think about it more and more. Uh, and I don't like guns myself. Like, I think we can live in a world without without guns and lead and all that. Yeah, I, I do think we can live in that world. Um, so, and we have been, I mean, at least, you know, for the most part, but I do see more and more and more people in the street. You know, in Detroit, we have open carry. So more people are practicing their open carry, you know? Mm. Interesting. So I guess we're about to look like Texas. <laughs> oh, gosh. I know. Difference is niggas don't play that shit up here. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, that's, that is a difference, isn't it? <laughs> Anyway, um, oh well, BT so, awards real quick. Deja, did you? I did you know. No, no. Um, but my niggas Griselda won, so that's all hey. I have to say. I was talking about <laughs> you yesterday. Somebody was like, "Have you? Uh, do you listen to Griselda?" And I'm like, "No." I mean, I'm like, I didn't say no. I'm what? like, I'm not like that. What? No, whoa, 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 wait, wait. I was like, not like that. I was like, I got put on them late. I was like. And I was explaining them uh, the podcast and like how we're set up, like as far as like being intergenerational and like how like you're really, you know, on top of music and like how you put me on them. And they were like, man, Griselda is cold. And they were like breaking down Griselda, like the age, the age, the ages that they are. And so I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, they should know all that. <laughs> hey, love yeah. it. But I heard a lot of people like the BET Awards. They said it was the best award show they've seen in years. Like, every, well, a lot of people were saying that. That was the consensus of Twitter, but I didn't watch it. I didn't, I didn't either. Didn't, I didn't feel like tuning into it. I was able to tell it from my timeline. So, <laughs> from what I could see, they did a good job. Everyone was very pleased. So, I'm and it aired on CBS, right? Top one. I don't know. Yeah, I, I heard it was, I, the, it was the first time. It was the first time uh, that. CBS aired a anything on you know black entertainment television, which is wow. interesting. <laughs> well, so. they well I think Viacom they also own like MTV and VH1 and a few other stations. They air mm. all of the BET or not necessarily just the BET awards, but any award show they air it on all the same channels. Like the MTV okay. awards get broadcast on BET and VH1. And so okay. BET Awards have been too for a few years, but wow, I made it to CBS. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Interesting. You said I what part? CBS as like your grandmother's station that you would watch Little House on the Prairie or something. Exactly, like sixty minutes. The Waltons. 60 the Waltons. Oh my gosh. I'm like, wow, that's one of the whitest stations ever. <laughs> But they held on, didn't they? They was like, in 2020, Black Lives Matter. We're playing this right. music awards. BLM. Participation. Right. Well, Deja, tell us about this artist. 
So my song of the week is going to be Can't We Smile by Johnny Hammond Smith. This album came out in 1975, which is one of my favorite numbers for some reason. But um, yeah, Erica Badu sampled this song for Time's A-Wasting off of her album Mama's Gun. And um, this song is off of Johnny's album called Gears. And like I said, the song is called Can't We Smile. And I just really like it. I've been listening to it a lot lately. Maybe I'll sample it again and just to see how I flip it. But yeah, that's, that was my choice. That was my pick. So Very when, nice, Deja. Deja, when you flip the beat, send it to Erica Badu. <laughs> Will do. At least, I wonder if she still follows me on Twitter. Maybe I can give it to her. That was years ago. Q-Tip was following me too. I had um, who else? I had a few OGs following me. It was fun. Asia, that's amazing. Yeah, I love Q-Tip <laughs> and Erica Badu. Yeah, Q-Tip. That part was hype, but he was um cool with a mutual friend. So she used to like retweet me a lot, and he followed me off that. I think so I don't dope. know. Y'all know I love Ali. I was trying to get him to follow me, but that hasn't worked out yet. <laughs> One day. Wait till you start making your beats. Send her the beat, though. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. Today's Puma's birthday, actually. So, so shout out to Puma, her daughter. She's yeah, 15. Happy birthday. Happy yeah, birthday. Send her the beat. Just tell her this is what you need in your life. Upgrade. I'm about to upgrade you. <laughs> <laughs> nah. So I think that's a pretty good show. What do you guys think? I do I think too. That sums it up. Yeah. All right. So um this has been the Piper Carter Podcast. Thanks for tuning in with us. Uh let us know what the Instagram is, Deja. It is PC on Instagram so go check it out I just uh, the flyer for that cleanup that's happening July dissipate if you're interested all the information is there and that email address I mentioned earlier you might have randomly throughout the week what was that Piper? You're totally breaking up, but it's all good. I'll just repeat. Oh, man. <laughs> no, it's cool because when you did the PCA podcast, it was like PCD. It was perfect. Perfect. Oh, wow. All right. So any last words, Britt? I'm good. I missed you guys. I hope to see you guys on the track this week. Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely the track. Got to get rid of this fat COVID tire. Or <laughs> What is this thing? This pandemic tire around my waist. I gotta get it down. Green <laughs> gotta chill. Uh, what else? Okay, so you know we're a part of uh, Detroit is different. Just want to shout out Kari Frazier and all his brilliance. Owner, shout out Kari. And um, I'm not sure when we'll be back in the studio. We'll we'll probably try to go back to the studio soon. We're gonna figure that out. Um, it's been fun. You know, this episode, I had a lot of fun. Um, like they just said, go to the Instagram, pc.podcast on Instagram. On uh, Facebook, we're just Piper Carter Podcast. We have a Facebook page. 
and we also have a facebook group if you want to join let us know how you like the episodes let us know what type of topics you want us to talk about or just chime in on things that you know we've said or let us know what you think um you can also email piper at detroitisdifferent.com or Brittany at detroitisdifferent.com and also check out the website detroitisdifferent.net you know for all the other podcasts and we'll see you next week peace peace remember to like share subscribe and always listen on stitcher google play apple store and spotify Smile.